0: On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, here's Bob Brainerd. Oh, that one's going to leave a mark. That one might come back to haunt the Milwaukee Brewers. I know it's just early in August, but... These are games that you want to snatch away from an inferior opponent and the Brewers had it snatched away instead with the Rockies tallying four runs. Walk, walk, walk. Lots of those. Free passes galore in the top of the 10th inning as the Rockies win it over Milwaukee 7-3. I am Bob Brainerd in for Dom on this Tuesday night. The talk and text line is open for your listening or texting pleasure. 855-616-1620. Someone who played for both of the clubs involved in the contest at American Family Field, someone who played for both teams, the Rockies and the Brewers, Jeff Cirillo, joining us on the show to talk about it. And Rillo, uh, well-pitched game. The two lefties, Kyle Freeland and Wade Miley, went in. Then you leave it to the bullpens, and the Brewer bullpen failed them when they got to extras tonight. That, that one might leave a mark because that's tough to swallow when you give up a four spot.
1: Well, that's the thing, too, is like the recipe for the Brewers all season is kind of get it to that 6th, 7th inning. And then you go Peguero, you go Piams, you go Williams. And, you know, Peguero's had a little bit of a blip here in the last kind of uh, four or five outings for himself. You know, I think that, that tonight I think he matches his home run total all year. I think he'd given up two home runs, and then he gives up two home runs tonight. So a little blip on the radar. And, unfortunately, you know, the recipe for the Brewers this year is score four runs. And, or, you know, four runs or more, and, uh, and then keep the team under under that, and they'd usually win those games, and tonight that didn't happen.
0: Jeff, do, do you the Brewers have had to use their bullpen so much. They have rarely had, uh, even their horses, you know, like a Corbin Burns, like Woodruff when he, when he is healthy, um, at times Peralta, but he throws a lot of pitches, but they've had to use this bullpen a lot. Do you see signs of wear and tear? Are they starting to tire here in the dog days of August a bit? Well,
1: that's a good question, right? I, because I think that, that you look at all these specialized bullpens today. And, you know, th- to be honest with you, the bullpen, the bullpen for the Brewers has been so strong. And it's not one of those ones where they get a lot of blowout losses where you have to kind of, you know, you multiple times. Their the starting pitching has been so good through through most of the season, I would say. And so you don't really have to pitch those winning pitchers when you're um, losing the game. So I think the council and the whole staff has done a great job. And, you know, that's why it takes the whole bullpen. To kind of get through a, a baseball season you know hopefully this is just a little blip on um, Piguero season and not something of a uh, uh, worry to come
0: Jeff Sorollola joining us on Brewers extra innings tonight I I don't question the move of bringing in Devin Williams tie ball game in the ninth inning you want to preserve the tie you, you hope that he preserves it which he did, and then you go and win it in the bottom of the ninth. But, Jeff, that's kind of that, that risk-reward right there. Like, if you don't get it done, like the Brewers didn't get it done in the bottom of the half, now you are now you got to kind of mix and match that bullpen the rest of the way, and it, it backfired this time.
1: Well, that's, that's a great question. You know, I mean, you know, it's almost for analytics or, or to look at, you know. For me, it almost like tinker with the facts like, okay, let's try and get through this ninth inning. We're kind of second part of their, their lineup in the ninth inning there. And so you, you go, okay, we're going to have the ghost runner at second base. I'd rather have Williams out there instead of um, maybe someone else and just have that, that airtight inning. And then you, then you have a lot of options and ability to maybe bunt or just have that guy at second base. And you know that, that Williams is going to get that shutdown inning and then go for it in the tenth inning with the guy at second base.
0: Like Kyle Freeland, we'll, we'll talk about Wade Miley in just a moment. But but Kyle Freeland, but he, I looked up and in the sixth inning, he only had fifty five thrown fifty five pitches in this ball game. He was very economical, even though Jeff Craig Council loaded up with a lot of right handed bats. When when you were playing and going against a lefty, were you licking your chops? I think that's what Craig was trying to do get get a bunch of righties up there licking their chops because there's a lefty on the hill.
1: Right, I think Bryce Craig was only the only lefty in the lineup. Um, or Mielic as well. But the thing about that is like the, the, you see all these guys that are great relievers, right? And you're like, you know what, the, the reason that the starters make so much money is because they have the ability to balance the lineup between left and right. And obviously they saw something that they tried to exploit, um with Freeland tonight, you know, against right-handed hitters. You know, I'm sure that the league's hitting a lot much better against, against him, uh, from the right side than the left side, you know, but it seems like everyone seemed to hit Freeland pretty good this year. But, you know, again, the Brewers had struggles again against left kind of pitching tonight.
0: And Wade Miley got the start, his second start, since coming back off the injured list. They, they kind of tempered him in his first start, only going four innings. Tonight he goes six. He looked pretty sharp. He was very stingy. Gave up the home run, but l- looked pretty sharp. And, again, two extra innings tacked on, Jeff, besides the four he pitched in the first go-around.
1: Yeah, I love when Wade Miley uh, takes the field. Any major league will always tell you, especially an infielder, that you love when Wade Miley's on the mound because he's going to get it and go. He's going to trust his stuff. He's going to throw his pitches of conviction. And he's going to listen to whatever the catcher's throwing. He's going to put it down there. He's going to hit his spot. Love seeing him back in, in the rotation. Hopefully he can stay healthy throughout the rest of the season.
0: You talk about guys getting it and go. This this game was getting it and go. Even with a a 10-inning affair, it went less than three hours. Freeland was quick. Miley was quick. Uh, Suter comes in, former Milwaukee Brewer, and we know how quick he is. So it was a very quick ball game, even though it goes 10, and Colorado wings it in 10, 7-3. We're going to talk more with Jeff Cirillo when we come back on Brewer's Extra Innings. It's brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is Commercial Banking Value, only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association Member FDIC More. Brewers Extra Innings when we return Rockies win it tonight at AmFam Field, 7 to 3 in 10. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Tuesday night edition, Bob Brainerd in for Dom as the Brewers fall in 10, 7-3. The final score, Colorado takes game two of this three-game series. The rubber match is tomorrow afternoon back at American Family Field. Joined by former Milwaukee Brewer, former Colorado Rocky, among other major league teams, Jeff Cirillo. And Jeff, I was all set, all set to give the newbie, Mark Canna, our player of the game award here in this second segment because he came through with that big base hit. Finally, finally a base hit from Canna, gave the Brewers the lead. It was short-lived at 2-1, to one, but that's an encouraging sign because he has struggled since the acquisition to Milwaukee. He and Santana have both hit under 200 so far. Does it take guys a little while sometimes to warm up to their new surroundings, their new ball clubs?
1: I don't know. I think that, uh, it just depends, right? It just depends the player of the way I think these guys are both veterans. You know, Canna was brought in to face left-handed pitching, right? They've had struggle. With left-handed pitching, they need a middle of the bat guy, you know, that has some experience that has some power to thump. And you know, like you said, you know, he had a chance to get the game-winning hit tonight, but unfortunately, you know, it just wasn't meant to be with the two home runs that Figueroa gave up.
0: So, so when guys get traded, we, we we hear all the time, even if they go to a better situation, like Santana did coming from Pittsburgh to Milwaukee, and certainly like like Mark Hanna did coming from the very disappointing New York Mets to the Milwaukee Brewers. Despite that, Jeff, despite the fact that, okay, I'm, I'm with a playoff team now and my my old team was going nowhere, now I have new life here for the last two months of the season, despite all that, it, it really rattles a guy, right? I mean, it rocks their world, so there, there has to be some settling in just with their life around them, life in a new dugout, everything, right?
1: I, I think it could go either way, Bob, to be honest with you, right? If you get off to a good start, you know, you kind of just get immersed in the lineup and you get into the experience of it. And you're almost made immediately like you've been there all season long. Unfortunately, it goes the other way too. You know, this team traded for you. Therefore, you know, there's a little bit more pressure. And when you get off to a rough start and, you know, it doesn't really matter what the back of the baseball card says throughout your career, it's still new and everyone's new and, and they brought you over to, to to be basically a hired gun and you're not getting it done. Granted, it's very early with, for these guys. I think it's unfair To really adjust him on just 50 at-bats so far, you know, Canada hasn't even gotten 50 at-bats, I don't think. So let's let, give them a little bit of time to, to kind of marinate and, uh, and, and,
0: and get comfortable here. Ooh, ooh marinate. I like that word. Uh, I think the, the, the other thing for fans to be patient with, and, and rightfully so, is that you trade it for two veterans. These are not newbies. These are, these are guys that have been around the block that have done it in the past. So with veterans, they will, they will have an easier time, if you will, figuring out a way to get themselves more comfortable in their new surroundings.
1: Yeah, I, they also. This is not two veteran the guys that you know. They didn't give up a lot for them. You know, both guys were kind of underperforming for their team, right? I mean, just so Canna and Santana. I don't think we're hitting um, the numbers that they were hitting even last year. So um, it's one of those ones they kind of are trying to get lightning in a bottle, and obviously trying to to get better and get a little bit more power in the lineup, and especially um, with the Canna acquisition, to get better against left-handed pitching.
0: I'm still going to give Canna our our player of the game because I was at. American Family Field and I dropped my nachos when he got that base hit to put him up 2 to 1. So he's he's my fan of the game, my my player of the game even though the, the, the nachos uh, paid the price. Brewers fans, every day the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations make a difference. Visit sa-milwaukee.org to help today. Jeff Cirillo, Bob Brenner with you on Brewers Extra Innings. More to come. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Bob Brandon for Dom, 7-3 in 10 tonight. The Colorado Rockies are winners. The Old National Bank Talk and Text Line is open if you want to talk or text 855-616-1620. Hey, Jeff, the... Chicago Cubs, I don't know if you heard, they won again tonight. They are now fifty-nine and fifty-five. The Brewers are sixty-one and fifty-four. So the lead in the NL Central now for Milwaukee is just a game and a half. Also a game and a half over the Cincinnati Reds. Their record is sixty and fifty-six. But the Cubs, Jeff, is is this for real? Are they coming on? Are they going to run out of steam? What happens here in the last couple months?
1: That's a great question, right? They have a very good offense. We know that. You don't know if their starting pitching is going to hold up. So Stroman being hurt. But it's one of those ones that they, that they have a good lineup. Um, I think they may be a little bit underperforming in the first half of the season. But, you know, these guys are starting to grow. they got some really good offensive players. Bellinger's obviously having a great bounce-back season. So I, just, I don't think that they're going away. I think that the, 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 the division is definitely up in the air. But, you know, I, the fact of the matter that Woodruff is back and Miley's back, you know, every time that you come through that clubhouse on everyday database basis and you see these guys that are in the starting rotation and are, and are starting, you know, you walk in that lineup. Walk in that, walk in that club, excuse me, and you see those guys that are that are manning the, the, the rubber for that night, um, it gives you hope every night.
0: Six games remaining for the Brewers and the Cubs. Three in Milwaukee, three in Chicago. So it's going to get interesting here down the stretch. I'm glad you mentioned Brandon Woodruff because in a way, Jeff, and it kind of feels like it as well. With Woody back in the rotation, it's almost like getting a trade acquisition because you get an important guy, an important arm in the starting rotation back for this push in the final two months.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's one of those ones, almost like this guy's coming off a rehab assignment, but yet it's even better in the sense that, you know, as long as he's through the psychological effect of the injury, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of a hangover effect to that one, but he's comfortable with the surroundings. The guys know he's done in that uniform before, and so it's not really so much a free agent acquisition, like you said, and didn't cost him anything. Uh, So he's definitely going to give him a shot in the arm.
0: So now your rotation, if it stays intact and stays healthy here for the rest of August and then into September. You're looking at a Burns, a Woodruff, you're looking at Freddie Peralta, you're looking at Wade Miley, and then Adrian Hauser, who's going to go tomorrow, is now your number five. So you're looking at, I think, Jeff, a pretty solid one through five, again, if that stays intact, if those arms stay healthy.
1: That's exactly right. And with Colin Ray, still still there, right? You still have some depth because, like you said, you know, the season is so does anything, that every, anything and everything is possible. And so there's always great to have depth and a guy that you can plug in right there. But at the same time, you know, when those guys, those five guys are taking them out, you know, against the guys across from them, you know, you feel pretty good as far as A, sustaining winning streaks and, and B, um, not running into big losing streaks.
0: And, and let's circle back to Freddy Peralta for just a moment. I, we've seen Freddie when sometimes he is lights out, and then the next start, four or five days later, and he's all over the board. He's erect. He's throwing too many pitches too early. But I think we're starting to see a little more of a steadying presence, Jeff, with Freddy Peralta. He seems to be getting into more of a groove and being more consistent now from start to start.
1: I would agree. I mean, I think sometimes he's survived a little bit just on stuff alone where he's falling behind counts, you know, it's just unfortunately, you know, that the walks and the and the long long pitch counts and the big innings have hurt this guy. But, you know, it, it's funny, um, you know, really, really good players, they, they find a way, it doesn't matter how they start or finish, you know, they, they tend to get to their numbers at the end of the season as long as they're healthy.
0: Jeff Cirillo, former Milwaukee Brewer, former Colorado Rocky, I won't run down the rest of the teams you played for, but those two in particular. So you have the knowledge, my friend. Annex Wealth Management has the knowledge as well. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. They are at AnnexWealth.com. Rillo, you know who the, the big winner is today? You know who the big player of the game should be? Um, I don't know. You stumped me here. What do you got? I'm going to give it to your better half because she made sure that her phone was charged so you could call in (laughs) to the show tonight. So let's give her the player of the game. She (laughs) rocked it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, last night we had some technical difficulty (laughs) with Dom, so we decided to grab another phone line.
0: You make make sure that she gets a pat on the back or, or, or something a little bit more because she came through in the clutch.
1: I will. You know, there, there was a little panic, too. I thought the dog was loose, and it's a little small five-pound dog. So I was like, oh, boy. Oh, no. Here we go again.
0: Panic at the Cirilla residence. No, it's all good, folks. It's it's all good. Jeff, thanks so much. Great chatting with you, my friend.
1: Oh, always, Bob. Thank you.
0: Brewers Extra Innings continues. When we come back, we will hear from manager Craig Council and break it down at the ballpark. 7-3 to was the final. The Rockies over the Brewers in 10 tonight. Back to Brewers Extra Innings.
2: Listen baby.
0: Yeah, listen. And listen good. It was a good ball game. It was an entertaining ball game. Had the chance to take the the action in at American Family Field with my son. And it was a beautiful night for baseball and a competitive night and a well-pitched night and a quick night. Boy, Kyle Freeland and Wade Miley, they were dealing, they were throwing strikes and they were getting it done. Hot and heavy and quickly up and down the lineup cards and it was tied at three after nine innings of play and then the Rockies plated four in the top of the tenth inning and the Brewers could not survive that even though they outhit Colorado tonight nine to six they fall in the run column seven to three no doubt the walkathon in the tenth inning was going to be a hot topic for manager Craig council post game
3: you no know, we just we didn't throw strikes that inning and that, you know I any- need Anytime, um, it's it's that kind of dramatic. It's going to cost you, um, and, and certainly cost us. was he aware of the count? There was he aware of that pitch clock violation? Did he you know what the count was in that situation? Or do you know? Or? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure he did, but he didn't throw any strikes. So,
0: we talked before about kind of putting him in. You know, his situations have kind of been elevated that is
4: that
3: less than ideal? No. No, I mean we got to, he's that's that's part of this process. That's part of being a big league pitcher. Um, it's the 10th inning. Um, so that's that's the spot for him and it just, you know, it, you know, he recovered, which is the lesson to learn from it. Um, but it's, you know, it's spots you're going to have to, to you're going to have to pitch in as a big leaguer. Um so It's a good learning experience for him. And I thought he, you know, he obviously struggled with the first seven pitches and then got it going a little bit. Was that seventh inning a little surprising from Elvis too? I mean, the two homers matched what he had given up all season to this point. Yeah, I mean, he just threw two pitches in bad spots to the, you know, to the guys that can hurt you. Um, And, you know, those those are the, you know, those are the couple of guys Mm -hmm. Some guys in the team, the middle of the lineup, and um, he put balls in spots where, where they can hurt him, and he and he did. They put good swings on. Him. What did you think of uh, Wade? Six innings, pretty pretty solid, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, th- I thought he pitched really really well. Um, you know, really limited the hard contact. There was very little hard contact. Thought he thought he pitched a heck of a game. Monasterio keeps swinging it too. That homer was was big, obviously got you back. And, you know, even – is he – I mean, he's just earning more and more playing time, isn't he, with the way he's swinging the bat for you? Yeah, I I don't think there's any question that, uh, you know, Andrew's going to play. He had a a big game tonight, did a really nice job. Um, Their bullpen – you know, we didn't do anything against their bullpen. I thought we did a decent job against Freeland. Um, I think we had one one base runner in four innings against their bullpen. So their bullpen, um, you know, shut us down.
0: Is this the time of year, Craig, where a loss like that one hurts more?
3: more? No, I mean it's it's a loss. They all they all hurt for sure. Um, you know, we had um, you know we had a, we had you know when you have chances in the eighth and the ninth. Um, you know, with, with those guys, you know, you're hopeful you can put a run across the board. We just couldn't do it tonight.
0: Just one more thing about the extras is we're figuring out where Chafin is going to fit. Um, pitching him after pitching him yesterday, is that is there something about him that you like in that spot with the runner on second?
3: Um, it was just – it was the leadoff hitter um, is a good matchup for left-handed pitchers. And there was the, the inning was going to be three hitters for Chafin and then Elvis – I mean, and then um, – Abner was going to going to take over so it was it was a right-handed hitter that's you know a switch hitter that's we want to hit we want him hitting right-handed um a right-handed hitter and then another switch hitter
0: That's Brewers manager Craig Counsel a really meaty post-game going on there because a lot of topics to discuss of course the offense that was provided early on and then Wade Miley Providing the starting pitching, and he was pretty solid in his second start since coming off of the IL. And then, of course, what the pitching breaking down and breaking apart and falling apart in the tenth inning. So a lot of things that that were discussed there with Manager Craig, Craig Collins in this one as the Brewers fall to the Rockies seven to three, the final score. When we come back on Brewers extra innings, we'll talk about who's hot and who's cold. I think you can tell who's hot and cold in this ball game, but overall. Who's on a hot streak, and who's still trying to figure it out at the plate or on the mound? Bob Brainerd in for Dom on a Tuesday. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. 7-3 7-3 is your final score at American Family Field. The Rockies come up with a four-burger at the top of the 10th inning to break a 3-3 tie and win it 7-3. to That was game two of this three-game series. Tomorrow afternoon back in Milwaukee, it's game three to wrap up the series. And then the Brewers have a day off, and then the Brewers hit the road, a long road trip to Chicago. Los Angeles for the Dodgers, and then Texas to play the Rangers. We'll talk about that later when we preview what is to come. Eight five five six one six one six two zero is the old National Bank. Talk and text line if you want to talk, if you want to text. But I want to talk about right now who's hot and who's not for the Brewers because some interesting dynamics have been going on in these two games. First of all, who's hot? You heard Craig Council talk about Andrew Monastero and, and Monasterio, and he is earning – as Craig said, he is earning his keep. He is earning playing time. Started at second base tonight when three for four had the home run. So this is a guy who, when he got called up by the Brewers, everybody was going, who is this guy? Where did he come from? We have no idea who he is. Well, he is making a name for himself at the big club. He's hitting two eighty six now. And again, a three for four effort tonight with the home run, driving in that run. Monasterio playing at second base because they shifted over to shortstop. And this is where I'm going with who's not hot, who's cold right now. Because over at short was Bryce Tarang. Willie Adamas sat this one out for the second straight game. Tarang, who came up as a shortstop, played a lot of shortstop through the system until they shifted him around because Adamas was there, played shortstop again. Now Tarang went 0 for 4. But the fact that Adamas has sat now two straight games, and Terang, we know his defense is really solid, is the fact that Willie Adamas, because he's so cold at the plate, he's got the power, but constantly hitting around only 200 and not able to get on track at all at the plate consistently. I mean, an occasional pop, but consistently just can't seem to get it done. So they sit Adamas for the second straight night. Terang plays there at short. Is this a sign of things to come? And you can chime in here at 855 616 1620. Are we seeing the beginning of what the Milwaukee Brewers are going to do in 2024? Is Tarang your shortstop of the future? And does this not bode well for the team re signing free agent to be Willie Adamas? It, it just, I was at the ballpark and it just kind of grabbed me when I saw that again. It's like, hmm. Are we seeing the Brewers dip into the future here with Terang at short and Adamas, not even as a pinch hitter tonight, just doesn't play for the second straight night, and he's not injured. So while Adamas tries to figure it out offensively and in his head, are the Brewers using this, this as an opportunity to audition Bryce Terang and make it make him, perhaps, their shortstop of the future? On the talking text line, Doug texting in that the Cubs are coming, feeling the pressure, wrong guy to put in with the bases loaded control problems. I like what I see in Terang. yeah, Tarrang has shown that he can be he's got a very strong arm and he plays very good defense, whether he's at second base or at short, but how long does Adamus sit? Does he not play for a third straight game tomorrow? Does he not get the start? Does Terang go back out there? And here's the other part of the equation. We're talking hot. We're talking cold. Let's go back to the hot. Monasterio, 3-4 for four tonight, hitting 286, earning the right to be out there. If he continues to earn it, then you keep running him out there at second base and you keep running Terang out there at shortstop, and Adamas will continue to to be a guy that comes off the bench. We got a caller to discuss the future of the Brewers and shortstop, Adamus Terang. What say you? Hello?
4: Are you there? I'm here. You didn't mention my name. Mike I, from Lombard. I'm sorry.
0: It's Mike. It's, it's Mike. Mike, where are you calling from tonight?
4: Lombard, Illinois.
0: In Illinois. All right. Lombard, think, Lombard
4: Illinois.
0: Got, got you, Mike. Mike. Right, I'm trying
4: the yeah, go. Brewers will not win this division. Mark it down, it's the Cubs. Now, I'm not a Cubs fan, believe me. But they they can hit. They have enough pitching. I mean the Brewers is just they're brutal. I mean, why Terrain plays short against a lefty? I don't understand Council's idea. I know Adam is in trouble, but still just doesn't make any sense, Craig. And again, they don't score any runs. They, Brent Suter shuts them down in the eighth, I guess. Right? It's just they just don't hit, and the pickups that they got from Pittsburgh, the Mets, they're not they're not great. Agreed. And now the pickup from the uh, I mean, from Arizona, that guy got shelled. Chasing, yeah. It's just I don't see it. They're hanging in there somehow. I don't know how, but. Like people said, they don't hit, and it's just all year they haven't hit. Now, the disappointing as a Brewer fan because you know what, the division's so pathetic. You don't worry about the Cardinals or the Pirates anymore. Get the Reds are fading, but the Cubs are the Cubs are coming on. They, they are got a nice lineup, you guys. Look at
0: it. They are Mike. Hey. one
4: the quality lineup. Yeah, up they- and down. I mean.
0: Yep, thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, calling calling you from yeah. Illinois, but not a Cubs fan, so he sees he sees the truth here with Milwaukee Brewers, which is the team that he's rooting for down there in Illinois. Yeah, it's been a problem for the Brewers. It's been a problem with this offense all season long, and they're hoping guys like Canna and Santana. Can find ways. Now, we talked about this with Jeff Cirillo. They're off to a slow start, both of them at the plate. But the fact is that they're both veterans. So, if veterans have an easier time figuring things out, even though they have a change of scenery. You like to think that they will both be able to figure things out once they settle in and once they get comfortable. It would be different if you were trading and you were putting a whole lot of pressure on a rookie or a younger player. But these are older, experienced veterans, guys that have been around the block, guys that know how to hit the baseball. So if they figure it out, and you, you, you like the chances that they will figure it out because they have done it in the past, then the Brewers will have something that they can see. Maybe the canna hit tonight which gave them the lead at the time, the RBI double. Maybe that's something that gets him feeling comfortable at the plate. We shall see. So, there you go. The discussion about the Brewers' future at shortstop. Will it continue to be Terang here in the month of August into September? Or will Adamus emerge once again? And then maybe this little mental break and this physical break from the game, because he sat the last two games, maybe that kind of – kicks him into high gear, and we get to see Adamas when he's a little bit more consistent at the plate. Time will tell, and it'll be a short time because the Brewers will be back at it tomorrow with the Rockies in an afternoon affair at American Family Field. We'll see if Adamas is back in the lineup or if they continue to run up Monasterio and Bryce Terang up the middle defensively. Uh, hot and Cold segment is brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Their sale extended. Get up to 1000 bucks off on a Dakin furnace or AC unit through the end of the month. Financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at cider.com. That's Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. More Brewers Extra Innings when we return. The Rockies are winners tonight in 10-7 to 3. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Goal! Goal! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Bob Brainerd. So if I tell you the final score was Colorado 7, Milwaukee 3, you're saying, "Uh Bob, there are no highlights in this one." Oh contraire! Plenty of highlights. Fun ball game until the 10th inning. Rockies took the lead in the top of the fourth inning off of Wade Miley. He gave up a solo home run, but the Brewers answered in the bottom of the fourth. Two-oh pitch. High
4: drive down the left field line. If it's fair, it's gone. It is fair. Contreras with a solo shot. And we're tied at one.
0: That ball was hit hard. It was just a matter, as Lane said, would it be fair or foul? It was fair, and one of the deepest home runs hit all season long. Tied at one. We go to the sixth inning. Brewers threatening, and the newbie, Mark Canna, finally comes through. And the pitch. Swinging, and a liner
4: to right center. It's in the gap. Going to roll all the way to the wall. He's going to have at least a double driving in a run. And the Brewers have the lead.
0: Yeah, they led it 2-1, to but the lead was short-lived, unfortunately for Canna and the crew. In the top of the seventh inning, the Rockies plated a pair on a pair of solo home runs, not leading it 3-2, to two, but the Brewers answered in the bottom of the 7th inning. It was home run derby tonight at American Family Field. 1-1 pitch. Monasterio, a high fly ball down the left
4: field line. Going back is Jones at the track at the wall. Gone! Andrew Monasterio ties us back up at 3.
0: That was a lot of fun up until that point. Tied at 3, we go to the 10th inning. Ghost runner time ladies and gentlemen, and that's And a lot of balls out of the strike zone proved to be a problem for the Brewer bullpen. Here's the
4: 3-0 pitch to Tucker. And he missed low. He walked him. It's a four-pitch walk to Tucker. And the Rockies have taken a 4-3 lead.
0: Yeah, 4-3, but more to come, unfortunately.
4: Rebase 3-0 pitch. And he missed down and away. Walked him. So another walk with the bases loaded. It's the third walk of the inning. And the Brewers bullpen having their struggles throwing strikes here
0: and this is painful folks but it was the story of the ball game they weren't done yet the rockies 3-0 pitch and he missed low he walked him so three straight walks with
4: the bases loaded it's six to three rockies four walks in the inning and in this stretch of three straight walks there has not been a strike thrown
0: yeah that was a problem a sack fly brought in another run and that was your final a four spot For Colorado in the top of the 10th, they went at 7-3. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, we went extra innings tonight. We went an extra inning, at least. We'll set the standings in the NL Central. We'll set the the stage for you for Game 3, the rubber match between the Rockies and Brewers tomorrow afternoon. Extra Innings. 7-3, 7-3, the Rockies prevail at American Family Field this evening. It was a beautiful evening, not a beautiful final score, however. They won it in 10, getting four in the top of the 10s to win it 7-3. Tomorrow afternoon, they're back at it to close out this three-game series, the Rockies and the Brewers. Pitching matchup will feature Chris Flexen. He is 1-5, an ERA of 7.82 with only 35 strikeouts on his blotter. Adrian Hauser goes for Milwaukee. His mark is 4-3, and three, an ERA of 4.19 and 57 strikeouts. It'll be a 1-10 start, which means Brewer Baseball will begin with the pregame programming at 12.35 p.m. Central Time here on 620 WTMJ and along the Brewer Network. Okay, around baseball, specifically in the National League Central, the Cubs were winners tonight. The Brewers lose in 10 innings to Colorado. Cincinnati lost to the Florida Marlins, so your NL St- Central standings look like this. Milwaukee is 61-54, and still in first place, but the Cubs pick up a full game. They are now 59-55 and and technically in second place in the NL Central, even though Cincinnati. Cincinnati is also a game and a half out. Their records is sixty wins, fifty six losses. So they have one more win than Chicago, but one more loss. So the Cubs right now in second place. And if the don't you love playing this? If the playoffs started today, game and it's only August eighth. But if they played the playoffs today, it would be the Brewers and the Cubs in the first round, the wild card round, whatever they call that. To start it off, producer Matt's over there. He's just got a big old smile on his face. Could you imagine Brewers-Cubs to kick off the playoffs?
2: That would be a very eventful series, to say the least. A rematch of Game 163 in 2018. Seems like a while ago. It was a half decade ago, believe it or not. But, man, would that be a great series.
0: Yeah, so, again, that is if they did the playoffs today. And, of course, they don't do the playoffs today because it's only early August. But... Things are shaping up here in the NL Central to get very interesting. We know that the Brewers and Reds are done playing each other in the regular season, but, Matt, the Chicago Cubs and Brewers have six games remaining in these last seven weeks of the regular season, three in Milwaukee, three in Chicago. I got to believe the fact that the Cubs got hot here, put themselves in position, didn't make trade giveaways at the trade deadline. They went and got some bodies at the trade deadline, so I think this is shaping up for those six games to
2: really mean something here. Not to mention the last three games in the series in Milwaukee. Those are the last three games of the season. That's, That's it. Big question. The Cubs had the Atlanta Braves before that. And will Atlanta have something to play for at that point? Because i be willing that that series is going to mean a lot at the end of the season and Jamer Candelario has just been great for the Cubs at first base. They just keep on rolling, but in a 3-game series, you got Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff against a combo of Steele, Hendricks and if Stroman gets healthy again, buckle your seat belts. I know we got a while, but it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah, interesting in, indeed. So again, the 6 games and as Matt pointed out, the final 3 games of the regular season period against the Cubs at American Family Field in Milwaukee. Oh, boy. You know Cubs fans will be traveling up to Illinois for that series, which could be crucial. And and I'm glad, Matt, that you also brought up the fact that they play the Atlanta Braves late in the season. Atlanta may be in the driver's seat. They may have the number one seat in the National League. They may be able to take their foot off the gas at that point. So that may be something that works in favor of the Chicago Cubs. Again, a lot to get to before that. But the way the Braves are playing – that scenario may actually play out.
2: But the other thing you have to consider is that the Cubs just took two, three from the Braves at Wrigley Field. This next series will be in Atlanta. But still, if Atlanta has that locked up, they're going to have some time after the season. But the last thing the Braves want is to have an injury to Acuna, to Riley, to Albies, to Olson. I can name 10 players and it would be significant for the Atlanta Braves. So... I would say they go rest mode once they clinch the one seed. It's just a matter of when they do that.
0: Yeah, going to be a lot of scoreboard watching and a lot of roster watching here when we get to the month of September. But in the month of August, yeah, some important games coming up and important for the Milwaukee Brewers because after Colorado, tomorrow afternoon again at American Family Field, day off on Thursday, then they hit the road for a nine-game road trip. Now... Over the weekend, they'll be playing the Chicago White Sox. We know how things have gone on the south side for the White Sox. Not good. Brewers should be able to pick up some, some games there, get, get some mileage, get some tread there. They should, but we've also seen them falter, so nothing's a given here but the White Sox for the weekend. But then, Matt, the road trip continues out in Los Angeles against the Dodgers and then continues from there in Texas, Texas to face the Rangers, who are in first place over on the American League side. So if if you're looking past the White Sox, don't do that, A. And B, get those wins against Chicago while you can because those six games are going to be crucial for the Brewers, and they're going to be tough matchups for the Brewers.
2: Oh, yeah, you got a short ride to the south side, and this is a Sox team, like you said, Bob, that is in absolute dysfunction, not only on the field, but off the field as well, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see more coming from the south side before the Brewers even roll into town. But they need to take advantage of those games, and then L.A. and Texas is going to be a trip that I'd say you'd be happy if they come back to Milwaukee three of six of those games, and then you reset from there back in town because that's just going to be a tough stretch. And the issue with today's game in the series against the Rockies, you need to win the games that you're supposed to win. Because teams like the Cubs, the Reds are not done yet. They're winning the games that they're supposed to win, and the gap is closing.
0: Yeah, you hit it right on the head, too. Los Angeles, Texas, two teams that are in first place in their divisions, two teams that want to keep their foot on the gas pedal because they're vying for that first-round buy. So first-place action coming up after the White Sox, where culture, as you said, Matt, is a problem on the south side of Chicago. But first things first— Brewers and Rockies tomorrow afternoon. Dial it in here on 620 WTMJ and along the network lines. 12.35 is our pregame show. First pitch scheduled for one ten p.m. For Matt and for Jeff Cirillo, I'm Bob Brainerd. In for Dom. Thanks so much for joining us on Brewers Extra Innings tonight.